0: Sister. Girl, we did it. Oh. We walked in here on our episode, the first two, and we're gonna exit. <laughs> Together. Sisters. Forever and ever. and ever. Thank you. Thank you. And good night. Adios. Bye. This journey has been fucking everything. Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel great. I feel accomplished.
1: Well, I be damned. You need help? I know those are bigger <gasps> than you. Bitch, y'all are in the lemonade, y'all. Take y'all's own damn bag.
0: You ain't got to leave, but you got to get the fuck up out of okay. here. OK, <laughs> man.
1: Ah. Girls, you better turn it the fuck out. And bitches, remember, it's gorgeous like Georgia.
0: Oh. Bye. Bye. Bye, my babies. I'll get you for this, RuPaul!
1: (laughs) We did it. We did it, Deja. We got eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh...
1: This, you know, I gotta say, I mean... Two at once. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, you know, I think we were kind of waiting for this, but I... I picked this as clip of the week because I I my brain like exploded with scenarios. The idea of like Georges and Deja with suitcases holding hands. I was like uh-huh. is it a principal and a student? Is it a mom picking up her kid from summer camp? It's so many things and 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 so much more in the moment. You know what I mean? Georges crying, Deja laughing. Like it's there's so much going on in this exit and I love it.
0: It was like the ending of a Pixar movie, Mary. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I was
1: having the same feelings. I was having the same like, oh, these two geese.
0: Yeah. I'm picturing like almost like the end of like a little monsters type of situation where it's like George is the little kid. And then there's this like magical mentor uh, that is escorting George's onward, you know. Right,
1: putting her in the back of the minivan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that final shot of Untucked of like Deja in the passenger seat and Georges in the back seat, practically in a booster seat. I mean in my French vanilla fantasy, she's in a booster seat. It's <laughs> in a minivan, in like a Dodge caravan. Like mm-hmm. I mean it's just everything I it it just it was the perfect conclusion to these two characters this season, you know?
0: It's a perfect way to to end their journeys, particularly for what I feel like is the future Miss Congeniality, Deja Sky. And there's so many examples of why she would be Miss Congeniality. But of course, Miss Congeniality would go home with somebody else that needed somebody to go home with her.
1: Right, I mean, it's there's totally like memes out there. I feel like there was one actually of like Kamala Harris sitting with someone, and the and the description was like the principal asking me if there's anyone else who can come pick me up. And I just feel like yes. that's exactly what this was was the principal going, "Well, come on, maybe we'll come inside, you know. Well, we'll we'll see if we can try. We'll, we'll call them again. We'll see what happens." Like it
0: was. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So the, the the scenario I saw was that it's, uh, you know, Deja and Georgie packing up at the end of summer camp. But Deja came to pick her up because her parents couldn't make it. And her parents asked Deja who works at the school, whether she's the principal or whatever, or her old principal, you know, uh, and, and to do her a favor because they're that close.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like Principal Sky has seen many of of Georges' older siblings through the school system. And so after after a Uh while, after enough graduations and enough school plays and enough, you know, Christmas parties in the cafeteria, Georges' mom and dad and Principal Sky are pretty friendly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think of that Adele moment where that English teacher was Mm -hmm. invited to her concert. I feel like Deja follows these kids' lives in like those big events, right? So like Mm -hmm. Deja would actually go to the, you know, the George's sister's wedding or George's wedding or, you know, whatever it is, a graduation, college graduation or a party, you know, that happens after a reception, you know, she would be there and she'd, you know, stop her and give her a big hug and surprise her. It's that type of moment. It's that type of kind of bond.
1: This makes it a little less bittersweet because I feel like, I don't know. We were all kind of waiting. I think everybody was kind of waiting for Georges to go. And I I think it was kind of inevitable. And I think there was also the sense of, like, what's going on with Deja Sky here? What are they doing with her? They, they gave her one win only because everybody else was so terrible. And so yeah. I was glad that they had each other to uh, to give exit
0: lines with each other so that Georges could go. And... I mean, like, oh I'm, like it shout was... out to the Mary, who was like it was like two kids giving a science project presentation. Yeah, so I, good. It was so <laughs> funny, and it just made it made what could have been both
1: a predictable exit and a sad exit combined kind of a sweet exit.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, it was very sweet, and I think it made it almost less sad because they were going home together.
1: Holding hands. I mean, there is there is this one great little micro moment in Untucked, you know, which is in the clip of the week when they they've got their bags and they're kind of walking out of the workroom and taking one last look. And Deja has got just like such a great, you know, uh, she's got that, you know, a, a big smile on her face. Happy to be here. Just, you know, really enjoyed the whole barbecue and the whole event, you know. And then there's a shot of George just looking around like teary eyed. And it is it is so, I think, a feeling that, like, we've all had as a kid, like, on the last day of school or the last day of camp or, like, saying goodbye to a friend who's moving where yeah. you're, like, trying to yeah. smile, but you're, like, I'm breaking, you know? And
0: Yeah, or, like, leaving a hotel room after oh. a fabulous vacation. You right? Know?
1: Like, oh, and, of course, I mean, also leaving a hotel room, and maybe this is more of an adult thing, is, like, the paranoia of checking. Wait, 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 wait. What am I forgetting? What am wait, I forgetting? Yeah, what am I forgetting? Yeah, yeah let did me I leave
0: anything? Yeah. yeah. Check the safe again. Yes. Yeah, let me yes. rip the
1: entire mattress off of the frame and see if oh, there's and I do. anything yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> Slashing open yeah. pillows. Yeah. Um This
0: was uh I you know, we finally got an elimination. I I say finally, it's it, it's not like it hasn't been that long. I mean Jasmine went home what? two episodes ago? like a couple (laughs) years ago. Well, here's the funny
1: thing, right? (laughs) Is we went through this weird period where, like, no one was going home, and then, oh, now we're at the end. There's one more elimination, Mary. Like, isn't that crazy that, like, there's all this, oh, come on, this season takes forever, and Daya's the worst, and now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's almost over, and Daya's probably going home next week. So everybody gets what they want in the end, you know?
0: Do you think there's a world, or is it, would you put money on, if you were a betting type, that there's going to be a top five and no one is going home? Oh God. I mean, at this point, I think it would it would backfire, and granted, they couldn't
1: predict they could predict a reaction to the idea that, like, wait, you're not going to have any more eliminations, and there's a top five. I mean, I remember on Drag Race Down Under when they got down to a top four, and it felt like, oh. I felt like there should have been one more episode before you mm-hmm. got to the finale. And so yes. and maybe that was also because it was a smaller cast and so a top four is like, well, that's forty percent of the cast. So <laughs> I don't I think they could do one more elimination. I think once you get to a top five, it's like the Oscars when there's eleven best picture nominees. It's like okay, let's throw Nightmare Alley in there, you know what I mean? Let's throw a minions movie yeah. in there. Who cares, you know?
0: And, you know, going on with the trend of season 14, I got to say, the predictable choice is diabetes. Uh I think that's also based on track record. But I feel like Seneca Crane from The Hunger Games is running this shit. And there's going to be another goop, which is why I think maybe nobody's going home. Or it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the final blow. It's going to be someone that hurts.
1: I mean, it, it. And here's the thing: is like I Daya, I mean, I think we've talked all season that like maybe not the one we're rooting for, but like truth be told, has been doing well in the competition since she went home her first week. So it's not like she's so, she has a win under her belt. Like she's not so far behind really anybody, but. The other four, I mean, there's Bosco, who's been fighting tooth and nail to stay in the competition. Who went home, right? Or who Who got
0: eliminated and then brought back. Yeah.
1: Right, right. Uh, You know, there's Willow, who is, you know, obviously a fan and judge favorite. There's Angeria. Don't you touch my Angeria. And Lady Camden, who's proved herself week over week. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, well, shit. Who would they send home except Bosco for being in the bottom the most, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, or Daya for not being in the top enough. Right, uh, right, exactly. Yeah, which is, yeah, so uh, that that's kind of where I land. I kind of love that, you know, it it, it feels predictable, but it I still don't know what they're going to do. I think that's totally. a good thing for the season.
1: I agree. I, I don't feel like I have any idea what's going to happen next. I didn't even know this was going to happen this week. And so I think we felt like, well, God, you're going to have to double up at some point.
0: My, I I forget who one of my friends said this, maybe it was Jeremy, uh, that eliminating to the finale, doing a double elimination to the finale wouldn't have made sense. And it would have been weird to go from, uh, to do a double elimination next week as opposed to this week. Going from six to four rather than seven to five. And so uh, it, it made sense for, for it to happen this week and you know if you, if you thought that hard about it you know um because yeah sure they could have done it next week but this felt better
1: well you know it's it it does you know we kind of know a lot of this is planned but i think it's when you think about the the trajectory of the middle of the season they also managed to push the gold bar thing as far as possible you know what i mean they could have done it this week but like I don't know. You know what it I mean? It wouldn't have worked, Mary. It wouldn't have worked. I, yeah, it, it I doesn't don't think make it sense worked. for the for the next week's elimination. Like that's the only week they could have done it and maximize the chocolate bar gag. You know?
0: Oh, you mean having it wait all the way until the finale?
1: No, like the way that they did it. So like they had it wait all the way till Bosco. I mean had however happened and then we get a three-way lip sync where like it would have been weird to do the whole chocolate bar thing Uh you know because the idea was to send two queens home so it's like yeah i don't know it's just a weird thing and then next then next week i think it'd be weird to have the chocolate bar thing right before the finale you know
0: yes yes right if they didn't do a double elimination this week they could have done the chocolate bar this episode
1: you can't. I guess you can't squint too much of the details because it all starts to seem a little planned. But uh, sure. as a TV show, <laughs> the twists is. were all in the right place, <laughs>
0: and it is, you know. But like, yeah, no, hats off to production. They're doing it. You know, yeah. I think that uh, this episode was uh, great. Uh, I did not mind this episode. I laughed a lot. You see that I laughed, um, and 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 even the mini challenge, I enjoyed. Uh, but I do have questions about the mini challenge, which I think I. Can answer, but I just need your help. Um, but yeah, I like this episode a lot. Did you like the jokes?
1: I guess I popped a little bit onto Twitter, but I looked a little bit on Reddit too, and some people make some good points that at this point, like there's very familiar lanes that queens go when they're going to do a roast of Michelle or Rue or Ross, and uh-huh. I'm not being. I'm like, I'm just saying, like the it it shows it it kind of shines a light on the really original jokes. You know, like watching this roast, I had a deeper appreciation of Utica's joke, of her roast of RuPaul saying, why don't you stand up for us? That is so uh-huh. original to all of the other gags we hear about RuPaul's music and her age and all that. And it felt a little dangerous, you know? Uh, and it so, was. And it was. <laughs> I mean, she could have gotten slapped, you know? And so I feel like... <laughs> Good thing RuPaul didn't actually want to stand up and show those sweatpants, you know. Uh, Worked out really well in that situation, so keep that in mind um, in the future. Uh,
0: She wouldn't have stood up, Mary.
1: (laughs) No, she would not have stood up. (laughs) Yeah, she would have had to just—she just gave those middle fingers. Maybe if Will Smith tried that, it would have been a different outcome. So I just have a different appreciation of, like— the reads that aren't about Michelle being a whore or aren't about how gay Ross is. Or if you are going to do those jokes, you got to give us something new.
0: Oh, Mary, I, on the outset of this episode, I just want to praise that joke. Maybe I'm just out of touch and I haven't heard this before, but everybody else has, but the, the joke that Bosco said of Ross Matthews is not a top. He's a blouse is brilliant. (laughs) That's, that's the
1: perfect example of, like, that. That's so good. You know what I mean? Like, hearing, like, oh, you uh, bought them all the time. It's like, it's not that that's not funny. I just have heard it before. But this I have not heard before. And it's not necessarily new territory.
0: Yeah, right. I, I mean, it's it, it's, it is new. It's new. the same territory. Yeah, and and I think that's why I, I, I was just like, oh, she found another one. I also appreciated the hunter-gatherer joke, but I've heard that before maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, I
1: liked it, but I I it didn't sound familiar. I mean,
0: um I, I mean, I'll wait for some other uh, unpredictable jokes that I thought were really funny. I think I was the only one in the bar that thought they were funny, but uh, so I'll I'll highlight those. Well, um, you know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, uh. Anyway, Anyway. Mary, let's jump in. Let's do this. Let's Uh, do this. Yeah, go for it. Where do you start? Well, you know, I mean, obviously,
1: you know, uh, in particular, I guess sort of an act one gun is that we see that Deja and Georges are uh, not too pleased about the gold bar in the room. And I do think it's ironic that Georges is saying, what's it going to take to get these bitches out of here? And I'm like. Potter kettle, Georges? Yeah, I
0: know. Pot I know. I was kettle. like pan to dia. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. I was like, are you kidding me? What do you
0: mean? These
1: bitches? Uh.
0: Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you know, I, it was an interesting thing that Deja, the theme of Deja was like, oh, I'm the lip sync assassin. I'm the lip sync assassin. RuPaul c- told me that I was lip sync assassin. And Deja's only lip synced once and it w- it was just an interesting thing to lean on.
1: Yeah, I had kind of forgotten
0: that she'd lip synced before.
1: Right. And I mean she has that great moment where she covers her mouth and then, you know, it's uh, that move that RuPaul was living for where you cover your mouth and then you show it. And uh, I, and she and she was great in that lip sync. Like I I agree with that. Oh but, yeah, for sure. You know, it it's uh I guess you got to hold on to what you can, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it felt like she was she was doing what she could. She was trying to blow herself up there, she all was. the way to the very end, all the yeah. way to the very end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, as much as I love Deja Sky, Principal Sky, I mean, Deja wasn't going to win this season. Um, so no. it was just interesting to see that Deja was just like, oh, I got so far. I'm, I, I'm so close. I'm so close. I need to win this, and you know. I, I think I think like a lot of the advice is like it's OK to be delusional when you're trying to go for something. But it's just very clear with how they're editing Deja in this series and how Willow is doing and and all of that. That Deja is not she's not the winner of this season. She might have won our hearts, but it was just very clear, especially with this last runway.
1: I would love to do like a probably an only Mary's or a you know matron of some sort of queens who you know, I mean, like Jocelyn Fox, Deja Sky, um, uh, Dita Ritz, queens who I don't think were ever intended to go to the end and got as far as they could, nevertheless. You know what I mean? Yes, I I, because I feel like. It's not so much about like their drag or their being them being like lesser drag queens. It's their edit on the show is really interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like mm-hmm. because it's not a featured ca- like a featured character so to speak, but they're in so many episodes that it's like, wow, you're sticking around. So that'd be fun to kind of talk about those queens who like, you know, made the most of a supporting role in a season
0: yeah absolutely uh it and again, like to reiterate, this isn't necessarily about the Queen's talent. it's just it, this snapshot of this competition and this show. Uh, I think there are there's at least one every season where you're like, Wow, you made it. I'm, Jocelyn, I'm really proud of you. yeah, yeah, and and ones too it's just
1: like, you know, I mean, sugar cane's a great example always of like,, Ugh. sticks around for a while, never gets featured, is not doing a bad job, and then when they're ready to cut her, they cut her no matter what, you know,
0: mm-hmm, yeah, I think uh, did we think Nina West was gonna win? Is that another one?
1: I don't know. I think that's one of those things where you're so in love with someone that you're like, I don't want to think about this ever ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just stayed yeah. in the honeymoon phase with Nina, you know?
0: Oh, Nina. Uh well, Mary, I wanna talk about Norvina. <laughs> Speaking of uh Ina, uh that yeah. begins with an N. Norvina um, West. Is so I know that I should know that She's she's part of Anastasia Beverly Hills, right? Like I, was I was expecting. I was expecting
1: the woman from All Stars 2 who did Katya's mom's eyebrows to come in. <laughs> so, I did not know what to expect. Um, I did notice this is a thing that I don't want to do a compilation of because it gets under my you know gets in my teeth a little bit. But like Rue loves to take the arm of a fabulous woman and call her darling as he escorts her somewhere. You could Mm. do a compilation of, come here, darling. I'll take my arm, darling. And then it's like walking her down the stairs, walking her off the set. There's always a, come on, darling. And I hate, it's like RuPaul, he's so good at channeling Faye Dunaway. And he's so bad at channeling Joan Collins.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. With Norvina, I just didn't know, I, I guess I wanted to ask if she was a housewife. Is she a housewife?
1: No, but I could see, you know, I could see her being maybe a friend. I don't know if she actually lives in Beverly Hills, but uh, she does have a Dorit Kempsey quality. She's not a housewife is the answer. No.
0: Okay. She's not a housewife because she was definitely doing this like Carrie Colby cosplay. Did you see that? Oh, it,
1: it was kind of, it was like Megan Trainer was, do- no, no, no. Kesha was doing Carrie Colby. Oh, It was yeah. Kesha, Ke- Kesha Colby. Yeah.
0: Kesha Colby. That's who Norvina was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, I really, oh, I kind of loved this mini challenge. You know, it was nice that they
1: gave some press to that mural in Asheville. I thought that was sure. a cute little tie-in. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting, right? Because it's like, I don't know. We've seen them kind of play with paint before. There's that challenge from season six where they just like roll on the floor in paint. So at least the final product was a little more coherent.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that they showed us the sped up version. Like, I don't know. It looked like they really did it. And I was impressed with the Dolly team.
1: I was wondering how long this all took. I feel like this is a few hours, you know?
0: This was a long time uh, for just a simple mini challenge. It was a lot of money. Um, I'm guessing, you know, it was all paid for. Um, And I will say this, the OCD kind of type A person in me was like that palette with those big buckets would never work because of the drippage. I was just like, no, you're going to ruin the colors mm-hmm. oh, on like, the outside. Like
1: across the palette if you're yes. playing from the middle. Right, right, right. Oh, right. it
0: stressed me out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was a weird, it was a weird way to tie in the makeup. And I, and I also just feel like even to your point, like it should have been a bigger mess given how much paint yeah. there was in general, you know?
0: Yeah, like were those colors also somewhere else? You know what right, I mean. Right. Right. We just got some footage of them. Oh, here, George, from that you palette. Use yeah. this
1: big thing. Like you're in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. That was exactly what it was. It was mm-hmm. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or like Rescue Rangers. You know.
1: <laughs> yes, because there was kind of that little you know hamster chip chipmunk quality about it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, a great thing on Instagram. One of those artists that uh, does. You know, cartoons and whatever of the show mm-hmm. made uh, they changed RuPaul's mural to his look from the season twelve reunion on Zoom, and I thought it was oh, brilliant.
1: Oh, that's great! Uh, that's I love that. Um, there are just to kind of highlight. I mean, there have been you know, there's been Lee Dawson and and uh, you know the other kind of like video you know Ru cappers, Ru viewers who are making you know. Adjacent content to drag race, but one on Instagram that I am really loving is Simpsons drag race. I think it's called.
0: Oh, it's brilliant. there's
1: all these con- like really like, you know, subtle connections, deep, to cuts. Moments. deep yes. cuts and it's, <laughs> I, that's what I really appreciate. It's like, and it's like, if you really know drag race and the Simpsons, it's even more satisfying. Cause you're like, wow, <sighs> you really, you really tore it up in this thing. So I just wanted to give some love where it's due to Simpsons drag race.
0: Simpsons Drag Race, also, I think it's called Dragonheim, where they do, like, actual, like, famous paintings, but they're of drag race queens. Oh, I
1: love that. Oh, I bet there's a a Last Supper in there somewhere.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of, you know, paint me like one of your French girls, but it's a drag queen, Mm -hmm, right? Kind of like the season- Uh, Season two, episode one of Spain challenge. Yeah, I was just
1: thinking of that, yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: Uh, So the, the, the prize of winning this mural challenge is you get to pick the lineup, you know? You gotta have a lineup. And I just, I love the season 14 of, mess of this how they just were like oh everybody should be happy
1: right i don't want to like you know uh you know i don't want to upset anybody and like any idea that there's four queens picking the spots for all seven of them and so like it's not like w- you know in in the roast in season six where you know uh Jocelyn is picking the lineup or like whoever wins the challenge picks the lineup for everybody else mm. it, it, there was something so oh, that's like, me <laughs> and that's me the most funniest girl in a bunch <laughs> But this was just, like, so much more Montessori. And I felt like there was, you know, this sweet moment of Camden, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into the butterflies. I'm going to do the thing that scares me. And I was like, I think that's lovely. But as a fellow people pleaser, I think you're also kind of accommodating Deja here. Because she didn't want to go last. So you're going to find a way to make this a positive spin for you, you know?
0: Yeah, and and but we've seen before that Lady Camden did not feel good about pushing the conflict last episode right she didn't right. feel good about it and uh, and you know as much as dia was kind of the devil on her shoulder pushing her to be more assertive and to be more like her lady's like no i it, that's not natural for me so yeah I'm just I've, i gotta go with this this is well, where yeah. i'm at
1: dia says as long as i get a spot i want i do not care where anyone else goes and i mean i'm not I'm not saying this is how I may operate personally in the room, but I can't fault her for feeling that way because why should she care where everyone else is?
0: Like, oh, like, for sure, it's, know, a, I mean... it's a different way to be on TV, Mary. yeah, uh, you know, because you can also be like Camden and be like, no, I can't I you know, I want it to be good. you know,
1: I think Camden found a way to spin it so that it wasn't her, just like not wanting yes. to to stir the pot but more was like,, mm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna challenge myself.
0: Right, Whatever. it's like Alexis Michelle saying, "Like, well, I'm an actor; I can do any part." You know, right? Just
1: because she didn't want to fight for the part she wanted. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I it was did. Silly. Right, I did love Deja's like gasped relief when she found out found out she wasn't last when she was six. She was like, "Oh, okay, good." It was so <laughs> sweet. Oh, okay, good.
0: But you know, I feel like they all heard that conversation happening. That's right. why This was also also like kind of a performance. Like they were in the same room. Yeah. and You know what I mean? We're one
1: table over, guys. (laughs) You know?
0: We can hear you.
1: There's always room for Jell-O. Everybody likes puppets. And we could all use a little therapy.
0: And while they can't help you with the Jell-O or the puppets, our sponsor this week, BetterHelp, can definitely help you find a therapist.
1: Just like Jell-O, therapy is one of the best forms of self-care you can give yourself.
0: But unlike puppets, a therapist isn't just a sock with googly eyes glued to it.
1: BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to.
0: Whichever option works for you, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours.
1: BetterHelp was actually my first experience doing online therapy, and I definitely didn't miss the commute or sitting in the waiting room trying to avoid eye contact with other people.
0: To say nothing of the inevitable basket of dirty old magazines.
1: With BetterHelp, I sat down at our scheduled time, switched on my camera, and bada-bing, bada-boom, my session started within minutes. Ten out of ten would do it again.
0: So give it a try and see why over two million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And because
1: this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, Mary's get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com
0: slash allrightmary. That's betterhel dot com slash allrightmary.
1: All right, Mary. Dulce Sloan is not Rita Rudner.
0: Dulce Sloan is not Rita Rudner. You know, I didn't know who this was, and that's I found out that that's only because I don't watch the Daily Show. Right. Um apparently like she's very well known and very funny. And I got to say I you're saying she wasn't like Rita Rudner and I get that but like I'm glad they brought on a comedian or a writer, mm-hmm. you know, a comedian writer to slash writer to to help out these queens because each each queen had a little bit of an advice, and I was like, "Okay, good. There's actual uh-huh. like tutelage going on here.
1: Tutelage, not to be confused with the 2-2 runway, but a bit, a bit <laughs> of tutelage in Act One. I agree. I think that she wasn't like Rita Rudner in that she did not come in with the like. See that? I laughed. Like it's. Mm. It was much more like enough with the compliments. Give me the jokes. And I. I think it reminded me a little bit of from season three when Susan Powder came in to help them do the aerobics video. It was someone mm. who intimately knew how to do this and didn't waste time, like, you know, fluffing it up. She, she used, she gave them really good advice.
0: And you know what? I also have a lot of respect for what she did and how she came at this challenge because we learned on Tuck that she's a massive Drag Race fan so much so That she even watched Thailand. And I'm just like, okay, I'm listening now.
1: Pink News is calling for Dulce (laughs) Sloan in season 15 because of that.
0: But you know what I'm saying? Like, she, I feel like she came on, she's like, no, I really want to help them. And the way that I'm going to help them is by. By being like, nope, stop. That wasn't it. No, you should do this. This is a punchline. There was no punchline. Succinct. Economy of words. Like, giving specific, like, comedy advice, which we're not used to seeing. No, we usually
1: just kind of get, you know, um, line readings. Yeah, make it funny. <laughs> line readings. You know, what if you just Wait, did this no joke? there's no jokes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I did think there was, like, when she was saying to Daya, you know, when you start when a joke's not working, the impulse is to put more words into the joke. Mm. And, and that is not going to make it, like, there has to be a rhythm to it. And more words is only going to complicate the rhythm. And it's probably better to pull back and find, you know, as you said, the, the economy of it. And I thought, yeah, a lot of this was just, yeah, was, was genuinely good advice. She had a good showing. I feel like there were some people saying that she didn't seem like she was happy to be there. And I was like, oh, for God's sake.
0: No, she wanted to help. I I appreciated that energy a lot. And cuz we don't normally get like a coach, we get, you know, a a celebrity that's really happy to be on a drag show competition. You know, mm-hmm. I I just like that she really wanted to make make them better at this. I've been asking for that for at least 2 seasons now. <laughs> Someone finally got your letter, girl.
1: Theron got <laughs> your right. letter. And then he passed That's it over right. to Randy. And Randy's like, all right, I'll talk about it. Uh, you know, I I will say, you know, we've talked about in the past that sometimes the challenge with episodes with rehearsals and then final products is like, oh, God, it's like the same thing over and over. And I think, A, her kind of her advice made the rehearsals interesting to see if they took the advice. But what also made the rehearsals interesting is that in some cases, I think in the case of Camden, we saw much better delivery and material in the rehearsal mm-hmm. than maybe we saw in the final product. Because yeah, I yeah, don't know if they I just think... cut stuff, but there were some good ones in the rehearsal.
0: I think, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they did cut stuff. Like We didn't see the, the, the dancing jokes, which were so good. Where she says, most people don't know that you're a talented dancer because you are not. You have two left feet. They have left your body completely. like those are really good jokes, yeah and and we didn't see them in the final product, which I liked interesting that daya we saw both of her jokes in both mm. places well,
1: and you know, and it's a it's a shame because the you know the your favorite candy' prep was so much funnier in the rehearsal. Mm, and it's yeah. that interesting thing where, like, I think this must be the challenge for a lot of comedians or even a lot of actors and like you know, any role where like, how do you make it fresh each time you know because you know the beat is coming and i just think like Mm -hmm. when you know the beat is coming it's so much more likely that or so much more possible that you're going to just like step on it too hard or step too early you know
0: oh yeah what what am i thinking about where oh it oh man there's oh god this is a musical theater reference mary should i make it
1: I, i i make housewives references i no one stops me
0: Thank you for that. So there's a, a brilliant scene in uh, Merrily We Roll Along, which is my favorite musical, where the like kind of like musical theater writing duo uh, they they're at a party um, with a lot of like influencers called the Blob, uh, or referred to as the Blob, and they perform this song called Good Thing Going. And everybody loves it. Everybody's quiet. They're just like, oh, this is great. And then one obnoxious person is like, oh, my God, let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. And then the second time through they start singing it, people start talking. And people start kind of losing interest. And then it's no longer special. Uh, That's what this makes me think of is like, obviously, comedians do the same material over and over and refine it each time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're able to do that. Like, ah, let's tweak this one to make this a little bit funnier. And they experiment that way. Um, and when you have a perfect joke, you have to perform it perfectly again.
1: Right. And the buildup to it has to be perfect, too, because, that you know, you can't just drop it and not. You know, it's all about timing, right? And so I yes. feel like uh, that I, was, I saw a perfect example of with Dio. It was like, oh, man, your timing was so good the first time. Uh-huh. And then you knew you wanted to recreate it, and you came in, like, too many beats early. And it was just the yeah. wrong timing, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like when you know something's funny, and then you try to do it again. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. It's not. You, have it's, to be, you have to be in a fresher space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and just
1: hope the joke will come through.
0: There were a bunch of jokes that I thought were funny that I feel like nobody else did. Even the show didn't think were funny. Did you feel that?
1: Well, I was going to say, I feel like George's, I mean, in rehearsal, I I just love, I love it because it's so bad where she's like, Ross was fucked up. She was twerking everywhere. Bitch, it stunk. I'm like, that's the joke. Okay. And I love that Like Dulce was like, so let me just clarify here what the joke is. I... I mean, I will say, you know, not so much in the rehearsal, but in the final product, my favorite joke of the night was one of George's.
0: Oh, I can't wait to get there for so sure. I, so uh, to, your, to answer
1: your question, yes, I think there were some jokes I thought that were funny that the show did not.
0: There there was a joke that Deja made in the workroom that I thought was I mean, I actually laughed out loud at the bar I was at and nobody else laughed and I felt so exposed. <laughs>
1: Did they all look at you? Did the music stop? Did the TV go off? And the no, no, go no, 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 yeah. no. It was,
0: I, I, don't, I don't even remember. I don't really even care. Um, I think my friend that I was with laughed that I laughed, but, uh, it was Deja's joke. It was like, Oh, if, if Ross ruined Mich- or really Ross and Michelle were in a girl group, we would call Destiny's adopted child. <laughs> I just think it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that she should have gone for it. Of, she should have scrapped the Bigfoot joke and given that yeah. one a go instead. I love though when she like asks Dulce and Michelle at the end of the critique, "Was the Bigfoot one funny?" It's like, no, it was not funny, and it was a bummer because yeah, her her set was just not funny. I can I can see that. I understand.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, oh, this is an interesting one. So obviously you know George's is she's just deflated after the rehearsal you know what i mean she's uh-huh. just deflated mm-hmm. and the advice basically at the end is like oh well you just have to lean into that George's thing that we love just you know don't be afraid just you just have to make it funny right like there's really no advice there and deja is like you oh, know don't give up And I think it was Bosco, maybe it was also Deja that said, like, you have to find that confidence that you had when you were lip syncing. You know, when you won those three lip syncs in a row, you have to find that confidence. And my question is, like, at this point, Mary, what's realistic for the advice to give to Georges, how are you supposed to feel confident about a skill that you don't possess? That's like me, like about to go down a black diamond ski slope, and I had one bunny hill lesson and I fell. I agree. I mean, I think that's always the challenge: is that you're being
1: you're being given these these challenges with that, that these internal challenges that were within you before the, you know, you're ever on the show and it's now like highlighting like, oh yeah, you know, you, you know, you rest on pretty or you rest on lip syncing or whatever. You're not confident speaking, but like you are confident in something else. So you have to do this weird, you know, uh, I don't know, sublimation of your confidence into something else. And I, I don't think this is something that you do, um, overnight or you just apply. I think to use your analogy, you, you know, yeah, you, you practice once, you fall down and you say, OK, well, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to feel good about what I'm doing. And I'm going to work my way my way up to the black diamond, but I'm not going to be stupid and just go down the hill when I don't know how to do this. However, if you're in a competition where you don't have a choice, I guess the only solution, given that you're not going to go down a hill and die, is I think you you ha- I don't I don't even know how I would do this, so I'm not saying this is possible. But I think you gotta go to some like, oh fuck it kind of energy and just mm. stop trying to win. You know what I mean? I think there's something oh, about totally. That.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know. It just it sounds nice from the outside to be like, oh, just use that confidence. But at the end of the day, like George just knows she's going to fall and slide down the mountain. You know, she might even fall like getting off the ski lift. Right. And Like she knows she's dreading it. There's no real advice except kind of what you're saying. Like, I mean, besides writing better jokes, but like lean into how bad you are at it.
1: Well, yeah. And it, what's interesting is like then you know jumping way ahead to the critiques when Rue's like, "Well, did you have fun?" And George is like, "No, I had no fun doing this." And Rue's like, "Oh, well, it should have been fun because you should have realized like don't take life too seriously." And it's like, Rue, you can't do that. You can't. You just you can't pull a swerve right that right there and be uh-huh. like, "By the way, don't take any of this too seriously." And it's like, girl, you are gonna critique me about where my waistline is on my dress. I'm gonna take it seriously. Like, it's, it's so weird. It's such a gaslight in some ways to be like, well, why did you try so hard? Why, why did you yeah. put so much effort into this? Yeah. Why do you I, care? I yeah. know that we did a rehearsal where you were told that all your jokes were bad. But, like, why are you taking this seriously?
0: It's interesting that right after this, Willow responds like, yeah, no, I didn't have fun either. And RuPaul didn't. they didn't even show RuPaul's response. They just moved right on. Mm, Very interesting yeah. because yeah. Willow didn't have fun. She said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know? and what,
1: I get it, right? And it's like, well, that, you know, you're going off script, darling. You're having a great time, and we'll see you in right, the finale. Right. Right. right.
0: right. Don't you just love wearing that crazy makeup? Come on. Yeah. You're having a great time. You're
1: having a yeah. great time. And I know that we haven't given you a win in like 10 weeks,
0: but mm. you're having
1: fun, right? Yep. Right. <laughs> having fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Good time.
0: Good time. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, RuPaul came to the
1: runway, Mary. Do you think that she used Daya's gross old sponge or maybe Raven used it to beat this face this week? That little testicle? She (laughs)
0: she was beaten with something. Maybe a gold bar. Because it looked phenomenal. Uh, I, I just like... I haven't... You know, like every now and then I'm like, oh, wow, she looks great. But I'm just like, this is expensive drag. This looks fabulous. Meanwhile, I think
1: this is what June Jambalaya was going for when it gets to Dulce Sloan. I think this is what she was trying to do. (laughs) And so, you know, there was a lot of examples of getting it right. And, you know, Michelle and Ross looked great, you know.
0: I really, really liked what she was, was wearing this week. And I don't normally always, like, notice. But this was a wow moment for me.
1: She brought some wings. I think wings always make a difference. Mm. I like wings.
0: There was a uh, even like a stardust, Nomi Malone and Goddess kind of Xanadu do feel to it. I just I was like, this is good. Do this again. I could see her wear this every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you the, your letter got into Theron about you know uh, getting real <laughs> advice to the queens. Let's see if they get a, the memo about her looks next season. You've
0: got a voice, Mary. You know who I, (laughs) thanks. Uh, You know who I hope gets my memo is Chad Sell, because this week was a Chad Sell week, especially for Bosco. Bosco's look during the roast, I thought was, I just want to see it painted now. Now,
1: just remind me
0: of the roast look. Oh, 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 wow. oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, I've got it now. Yes, the spiky head, the black and white yes. the plaid. Cynthia oh.
0: Pickles meets Cruella Deville. Yes. Phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, you know, the, I got to say, I feel like this season we've seen more than one Cynthia Pickles. We've seen more than one mm-hmm. Cruella mm. move over with Vivian Westwood, move over Bob yes. Mackie.
0: Muglier. Or I yeah. can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, And best supporting note card during Bosco's set. Did she throw it or did it fall?
1: I felt like I was watching Sarah Palin in Game Change. The monitor stopped working.
0: She did it all on her own. She did a great job. She did a great job. Maverick. Um, (laughs) She, uh, yeah, I don't know if it fell or she threw it. They edited around it, but we saw it on the ground. It felt like when... You know how like when you're watching a play and a prop is left on stage, yep, and it, you're just staring at it like who's who's going to make a smooth criminal move and, and just get it.
1: swoop it up as they exit, and then you're just uh-huh. waiting to see if somebody's going to take that piece of paper off the floor very casually and walk off, like not yes. even putting a line to it. I know. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, next up was Georges who okay. Uh, my favorite joke of the night was. Oh, uh, I know what it is. But you're so it. gay that yeah. your asshole sounds like a turkey. <laughs> that was so stupid and so, so funny <laughs> that your asshole sounds like a turkey, and then she and the turkey uh, 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 will never not make me laugh. That is so. Oh great.
0: my god! But also, I mean, I I get the joke. I get like the it's joke. Very visual.
1: Yeah, I I see the 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 moving the waddle. You know what I mean? I get Ooh. it.
0: The pink slipper, if you I, will. Yeah, I uh, see it
1: shaking, you
0: know? Prolapse. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know what? The other thing was very entertaining about George's just set, uh, besides like the pheromone, Alexis Michelle mm-hmm. kind of edit, where they show like the hair flip, laugh to the side, like almost like Lee Dawson fodder. I just can't right. wait to see it come up. But RuPaul cracking up the whole time. Well and, and laughing
1: the hardest at the joke that Michelle directly gave Georges. You know yes. about how's the baby yeah. like moving <laughs> George's away of making a joke about potentially like losing a baby. A dead that,
0: baby. I mean yeah. that
1: was Michelle's face in the rehearsals when he when Georgis goes like, Oh, since you you know, since you lost the baby because Michelle like, Oh my God. I don't. I. I don't even want to be in this room. I mean, and it was like I knew what George's meant, but if, <laughs> yeah, but there is also something like in a fucked up, like dark comedy kind of way of like, oh God, what if you actually meant that? You know.
0: Well, well Mary, like dead baby jokes are a thing. I know.
1: I well, I mean,
0: it's I, like I a it's a form of really fucked up dark humor, you know, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't have any place. On VH1 or RuPaul's Drag Race stage, you know, like it just, nope, nope, nope. Nope. It's like Valerie Cherish at the Groundlings, you know. Yeah, or
1: like G.I. Jane at the Oscars, you know. Just don't make that joke.
0: (laughs) Suck my dick. Uh, That's a G.I. Joan reference that nobody gets. Uh, Um, Yes, Mary, uh, correct.
1: (laughs) You know. Um, yeah I had to put that one in there. I didn't did, ya? yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I prefer when fun. my jadas make a video in Paris. that's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> God, this slapstick humor I you know, I just overwhelmed right
1: it, oh. man, that will Smith is surely a handful <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, mary uh I'm sure there'll be more of his her. hand was caught between
0: a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh. Um, So uh, yeah, so RuPaul was cracking up at George's and Mary. Yes, that joke, that joke was good. That joke was really good. I also, I also really want to praise Bosco's introduction to George's. If you hated my corsets, I'm sure you're gonna love her swimsuits, which I think is like wonderful shade and roasting.
1: Yeah. And I think especially if you can roast yourself a little bit in these, like, I think that's really successful is Uh kind of, you you know, throw yourself in the mix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, really, really well done. Um, Willow, she had some good jokes, uh, especially when she was talking about George's with the kind of delivery of it all. Um, She wasn't the star of this roast, though, for me.
1: I think she was very much safe. And then on the runway, she shined.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Angeria, they kept telling us that Angeria's jokes weren't funny, but she was funny. And I kind of, I don't know, maybe it was the editing or whatnot, but I laughed at every single joke.
1: I did, too. I was thinking, like, Angeria is kind of like the pizza queen of the roast. And Mm. so for anyone who doesn't know, it's been a while since we've explained what a pizza queen is. It's always good to... Throw it in there, but <clears> throw it
0: in the and, oven. Yeah.
1: yeah, toss in the oven. You'll pre it, you know, preheat it. But a pizza queen is a queen that we love, regardless of how she does in a challenge or how she looks in the runway, because much like pizza, even when it's not good, we still love it because we love pizza.
0: I love pizza.
1: Which is Selena, of course. Um, and so a pizza queen is typically—I mean, this season, I—I don't—I think Deja was probably my pizza queen at the end of the day, but. I think in this roast, they were kind of talking about Angeria being the pizza the pizza queen. And that, like, I didn't really care about your jokes. I just thought you were funny.
0: Yeah, it was like an Alyssa Edwards type of moment. Totally. You know, from especially All Stars 2, where it's just like, oh, whatever you say is going to be funny. Um, I got to say, my favorite line of Angerias, I think they showed to be a bad example, but when Angerios said jacking it to soap operas and shit, I laughed so hard. I thought
1: that was so funny, and I do have to throw some roses to Ross when she makes that joke about, like, jerking off to Lifetime, and he goes, don't judge me. It was like, Ross, it's so hard (laughs) to play that role of the person being roasted that they're going to cut to every once in a while, and you always have to have some kind of reaction. Mm. Ross was so good at having, like, Mm fun reactions especially to bad jokes
0: yeah it better than michelle i feel like michelle played like the haughty grand damn when she was being roasted like yeah mm.
1: yeah yeah Uh, you know i mean we would be remiss to not give some roses to angeria for really serving our french vanilla fantasy and describing rupaul out of drag as like the superintendent of schools
0: i agree angeria i agree mary absolutely here's the nuance i was going to save it for nuance but the nuance is that the superintendent would never be able to expel a student that would never that would the superintendent would be able to like expel or remove principal sky which she does which she does um but yes no when i that was like an all right mary dog whistle i was like oh shit yes superintendent paul
1: right superintendent charles it made me feel so good it reminded me of in all stars four i think when they had that discussion about nuance and latrice was like you don't even know how to spell nuance and it was like (laughs) i know this isn't about us but i'm just gonna make it about us for a minute you know Ugh,
0: phenomenal yes yes that moment i i was like oh oh is this gonna be the clip of the week well i know (laughs) i considered it i mean I, i feel like
1: recently some of our Marys sent us like Cornbread's talking about being inspired by her by a cafeteria mm. worker and it was like i mm. know that we're not wrong about these things you know and so yeah.
0: no you're absolutely right this was you're absolutely right. really validating yes and deja sky also one of our Marys sent this to us but deja sky being like yeah i'm just gonna laugh at everybody's jokes mm-hmm. so even if it's not funny uh, because, you know, that's the way I want to be treated. I, that's how I want to support my sisters. That is adult in the room, miscongeniality energy, principal energy, just so kind.
1: I know. I loved it. I just, I mean, her vibe the whole episode, even though she was, you know, not too happy in the beginning and, you know, whatnot. She, Deja just had such a brightness about her that I think when you know you're not doing well, it's a hard skill to be able to just kind of like be light about it. But she, uh, she shined in that way.
0: Deja I feel like I don't know they didn't show her not having a good time this whole season which is why I think we liked her a lot because it always looked like she was having a good time and I really appreciate it kind of like Roxy Andrews Mm -hmm. in season two of All Stars like Deja was having a blast and that you know even if you are kind of like what's her drag I don't really understand her runways or it's just not at the same level like At at that point, it doesn't matter because at least it's a good energy in the room.
1: Yeah, she is, you know, I think, you know, watching this, it's like there are the queens that you watch in the show that you really admire. And then there's the ones you're like, man, I I would love to just like go to brunch with you. You seem like just a goose and a hoot. And I think that like Deja is is both a goose and a hoot. And so that's more important to me than like whether I liked your dresses, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I will say she committed what I think I'm going to identify as kind of the club kid shoes on Dragula sin of a roast is never make a joke about a dirty vagina or a vagina in general. And she said, Michelle, she hasn't washed her vagina since season four of RuPaul's Drag Race. I think that that brand of joke is not one that will be praised on this show.
1: I mean, kind of like your vagina didn't get anybody any Kind of like your
0: vagina. Yeah. yeah, I
1: know. It is kind of like, I mean, it's just an, another one of like, oh, we've kind of heard this before, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I will say, and you know, Ross called this out, and I was so happy because if we don't make these references, we lose them. But the way in which Deja was channeling early nineties Brett Butler in her look is so important, and is so there. I don't know if she yeah, intended on I it. missed that reference. Oh, I don't know that reference. She, there, yeah. the way in which she looks like an early nineties female comedian is incredible. It's just incredible.
0: Remind me what she was wearing. I don't so remember she what had, she was like, It
1: was like this yellow and maybe black um, plaid, like. Oh, top of the ruffle, the
0: plaid, like the share har um, yes, share from
1: from Clueless, right? And she had okay. kind of like neon-y zebra stripes under, so it was a very like wackadoo kind of, you know um mm, Sue Ellen dress yes yeah, Sue yeah. Ellen definitely like put one thing <laughs> on the table and then put the shirt over it and then grabbed a brooch yeah. and put it on the top and um
0: and finally Principal Sky come out here yeah. modeled by the wonderful Deja
1: thank you Deja thank you Deja <laughs>
0: thank you Deja
1: <laughs> oh my god um well and that makes perfect sense right because wasn't she designing clothes for schools Yes. Oh my God. Yes, Mary. Principal Sky in Sue Ellen Crandall's fashion show in "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead."
0: Oh, uh, God. What a that, there's a niche yeah. right there with, with, with Rita Sky.
1: Rudner in the front
0: row. <laughs> See that? I I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> See that? I donated. <laughs> uh, Camden is last, and certainly not least. Um, my favorite joke that I just didn't see coming was the Michelle means beautiful and Visage means just kidding.
1: That was great. I, I think that it's interesting because, you know, I was trying to remember how people did in the roast. because I mean, not the roast. That's this episode. Where am I? The reading challenge. Because obviously that's going to give us a hint of how they would do in a challenge like this. And if I remember correctly, Bosco won, and Camden mm. was a very close second. And so it's interesting how that shook out the same way. And I think for Camden her and Bosco as well, but Camden has her delivery is so good that she could sell even worse jokes than whatever Angeria was apparently selling. You know what I mean? Like her delivery is just remarkable.
0: Yeah. There was such a confidence and a flow to what we saw uh, that it, it, you didn't feel worried when she was up there. I know that's a constant kind of refrain on drag race. It's like, Yeah, I didn't get worried when Camden was up there. Like, I I wasn't nervous.
1: I was very nervous when Georges was up there. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. I was nervous when Dio was up there. Yep. Yeah. Well... Like, it could have crashed. Anyway. Yes. Let's talk about this two-two, two-two runway.
1: This is probably only for you and the Only Marys, but I... I love that we got a two-two runway right after we did center stage on Only Mary's because mm. ballet is on my mind. And so, alas, when I saw Bosco's look, I thought, Jody Sawyer. <laughs> Jody Sawyer. Yeah. I saw you covered in buzz saws. <laughs> and for anyone who's not in Only Mary's and who wants to hear us talk about center stage, this is the moment. On Patreon. I mean, this is the moment. We finally covered center stage. So if you're really enjoying the tutus on this runway, we got four fours on Only Mary's.
0: I have lost all ballerina puns after doing center stage with you. So uh, I'm out.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, good point. So oh, no. another. You're rep- barred, Mary. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from here. Yeah.
0: Let the music play. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Go ahead. Another Your ref- turn, Mary. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my turn.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, You've put me in a position where uh, this is also a rather new reference for me that I uh, very much appreciated. Timing was perfect. The extent to which Georges looked like Ricky Randazzo attending her son's
0: wedding. Oh, Mary, Mary, I even know that reference, and I still have yet to see that movie, because I have clips of it on my (laughs) phone. Wait, you haven't actually seen that movie? No, no, I've only seen clips, Mary, I've only seen clips, and they're on my phone.
1: Oh my God, Mary, so Mary, is we have been, you know, mostly offline, we we talk a lot about Ricky and the Flash, which I just assumed (laughs) was another one of these stupid movies that you have probably go to bed to, and I finally watched it, and I was like, this is, I mean... It is worth, maybe we'll talk about a nuance, the extent to which Meryl Streep is profoundly miscast, but literally what, you know, there's a big wedding at the end of the movie, and literally this is what Ricky, la, you know, via Meryl Streep, wears to the wedding. It was perfect.
0: And she says, oh, my kids in one room, with a hand oh, in the she's air. She's so I good just, to have all uh, my
1: kids. There's another scene earlier in the movie. My kids in one room. <laughs> I'll have to find There's another scene earlier in the movie where she's talking to her ex-husband, and she says something like, oh, it's going to be so good to see all my kids again. And it's like literally that. So I'll have to clip that as well. But mm, um, mm.
0: it's not a great movie. <laughs> oh, Oh, no, I'm sure it's not, Mary. I can't believe you sat through it with the singing of those songs, because you hate Gimme the Beat Boys. Like you Girl, hate that song.
1: I can't, like and it came towards the end, um, like maybe right before the, the, of the course. wedding. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe I got this far into the movie and then you gave me this uh-huh. fucking song. Yeah, you hate that song. I hate that song. Yeah. I have um yeah. I have like a thing. I have like a version of that song that plays in my head sometimes that I'll never reveal and it makes me hate it more every day. That's all I can say. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's skip back to Georgia's. This uh, this look for me reminded me; it was giving me Ricky Lake. Speaking of a Ricky, Ricky Lake in Crybaby.
1: Oh, not Mrs. Winterborne.
0: Not <laughs> Mrs. Winterborne, no. Right. Not the sunny side of the street. No, this was Biker Chick. Um, it's interesting because you know she said like, "Oh, I wanted to show the judges a rougher side," and I was like, "This is this is not rough for me. It's just not rougher."
1: Yeah, remember when um, Chad Michaels roughed it up and she, like, wore some, like, black leather and she had, like, a little sort of, like, lesbian buzz cut? And I was like, well, it's cute. I mean, you you look great, but, like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're still, you know, not yeah. the butch fantasy that I think you're portraying. You know what right. I mean? Right,
1: you're still, you're still Chad Michaels. In all of... You're still, you know, may the odds be ever in your favor, you know?
0: Yes. And, you know, you can say what you want about George's look, but I actually loved seeing her move in it during the lip sync i really enjoyed watching her in this outfit yeah i mean the look
1: fit the lip sync probably the most mm. of the three of them so she uh, had that going for fabulous. her yeah
0: um let's let's queen out on willow's look mary uh i
1: mean you know the I, I saw i was reminded of it once michelle mentioned like the pete burns of it all and i think that even more than amanda lapore the pete mm. burns mm. of it all because amanda lapore has it all kind of works, you know what I mean? It all creates this very, like, incredible, beautiful silhouette. Pete Burns, it was kind of like, it was more, there was like, it was more how most plastic surgery to that extent looks. It, it's not, it's not good, you know?
0: Got it. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree less. Uh, I couldn't agree more, Mary. Um, uh, the It was grotesque. It was... Right, absurd. The, the reference that I actually really appreciated because you know I was you know my my Bjork ears just perked up mm-hmm. when she's like a, a little bit of Bjork, because if you go, all you have to to Google is Bjork's album covers, and you're gonna see, you're gonna see this look somewhere. In, in at least two covers If it's not, you know, the Medulla album It's, you know, maybe it's the Vespertine You can see sort of a little bit of a Vespertine You can even see like Biophilia Even though there's no, none of the colors there um, Just what she had The amount of stuff that she had around her head Is very Bjork
1: I agree, I could see that reference There was, there was just a sense of like Yeah, if this is not a Bjork album cover It probably will be
0: yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, this look, when she came out, she had the opera glasses. It was this, like, high grand dame who will w- probably killed a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I, there was danger in this look, which I also loved. I feel like she'd kill people with, like, a
1: big knitting needle, you know? It's in her sleeve, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, no, she was, it was it was cartoonish it reminded me of granted she looks nothing like this character have you ever seen spirited away
1: uh i know what you're talking about the um the boss movie um oh
0: okay yeah so there's a boss in this she would be a boss in an animated movie it would this would be the live action version of it that's what i was getting mm-hmm. and she would be kind of a villain um yeah this was for me again another chad cell kind of gimme uh just really appreciated it
1: well i just did a google there is a character in spirited away called Yubaba, and uh okay. maybe that's who we're, but she does look quite mean so yes um, so i'll say that who's the villain of spirited away it's you baba anyway i just had to google that so
0: i love that for you yes
1: anyway <laughs> i you know Daya, i think the materials maybe made it more interesting. If this was an unconventional materials challenge, I think this would feel really accomplished. I didn't think it was a bad look. I just, I, I think it's kind of been my experience with Dia all season of like, okay.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, I'm no longer getting Crystal Method, which I think is really good for Dia. Yep. I like. It's not, I'm not like, oh, you know, oh, of course, it's her sister. No, I don't see that anymore. I see another drag queen. And I, I also don't know who that drag queen is. Um, I know that she's really good at painting and that she can pull a look together. The, the distracting thing with Daya's look was her hat for me. I know that, again, it just didn't speak to me. One of the details that I, I just didn't like was that it wobbled and maybe that was part of the charm, because it was this, like, recycled look, but I couldn't stop looking at it, much like I couldn't stop looking at Bosco's note card. Um, She had very tall platform heels on. Um, I think that's an interesting thing that Daya does with her drag, is to make herself even taller. Like, that's kind of cool, right? Um, And she was wearing, like, a traditional tutu ballerina type of thing, where you expect to see this type of tutu instead of the other kinds that kind of are a little bit longer um so you know i I appreciated the silhouette to use one of those words um Mm. but again it was just kind of like oh okay uh this isn't going to be something that i remember
1: ditto uh meanwhile i think deja sky thought she was in the season 13 promo and came accordingly
0: yes it looked like a promo look
1: yeah, it was literally the same color palette. I actually thought it was the exact same color palette of RuPaul in the season thirteen yeah. promo. Is it? It's the same hair, but RuPaul has oh. like a yellow strap dress on. You only see like her shoulder, but I. It's the same color as the background of the promo, though. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, I didn't even really see two two.
1: No, no i I saw two two seven. I saw one one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two two seven. Okay. Yeah, hey Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Mary. Um, And then you come to Lady Camden, and like, this is just impeccable. It's just stunning. It's so well put together. It's a dream tutu if I've never seen one.
1: I mean, to quote center stage, is that Kathleen? (laughs) I thought it was Kathleen. (laughs) She's a star.
0: Hi girls. Hi
1: girls. <laughs> Judy Greer in 2002.
0: <laughs> oh God, she, she got bad feet. She got bad feet. Oh,
1: listen, bad, you're not growing. You're not growing, jo- Jody. Jody, you're not growing.
0: You need to work with me here, Jody. Gotta yeah. focus on your turnout. Move from the hip, dear. Release the neck. There you go. <laughs> yes, release the next Release lovely. the neck. Lovely. Would you like to show me again? Oh, my God. All right, we're done with center stage. God, I'm uh, telling Lady, you. Camden, Lady Camden living her full fantasy, like getting to do the ballerina runway like Brooklyn Heights got to do on her season. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this was, like, thank goodness Lady Camden lasted to the tutu runway.
1: Right, and I think it was interesting how she was, like, I'm so afraid the judges are going to, are going to ding me for choosing the obvious because I'm a dancer that I'm doing this like very straightforward Mm. ballerina look. But I, I liked that. It was like, yeah, but you did it. Like, this is exactly what we want. It's like, Derek, do Brittany on snatch game. This is why we brought you on the show. You know, like do, if you're, if there's a tutu runway, you, you,
0: you need to do the tutu look, you know? Mm hmm. Totally. Mary, did you think that Bosco's win was warranted or did you think Camden should have won? I
1: think Bosco's win was totally warranted. I think that it was a cool look. I think that her act was impeccable. I think, you know, Camden had a lot of great jokes, but, you know, I I think narrative-wise, like, because they they could obviously sway this to be anybody's Mm. win, but narrative-wise, especially if the idea is that Bosco might go to the end, for her, to, it, it reminds me of Simone of like, okay, well, you've been in the bottom a few times, but then you brought yourself all the way back up again. So it, it's not a matter of staying out of the bottom. You know, it, it's, it can be very much, but how do you get up?
0: Yeah. And for her to win, it's like, okay, let's justify this kind of like race to the finish here. Um, yeah, she wins. I think the bottom three is exactly who should have been in the bottom three. I don't think there's any question. Um, if I were to pick uh, the bottom two, it would have been Georges and Deja, um, yeah, that's what I was assuming so, it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, they threw in Daya. I, there was no question while I was watching this that Daya won. Um, George's had literally no gas left. No, I, I think that this song was
1: very much like <clears throat> this happened so many times where there's a song that totally fits one of the queens, does not fit the other queen, or in this case, queens. And I think that, like, this was just right up Daya's alley. I feel like we've seen her excel there was another lip sync she had earlier this season that i feel like was a similar type of music that she really excelled at so this is i mean it, it all sounds like especially the core i mean i know this is a recent song but the early 2000s myspace energy of the chorus of the song i feel like dia knows that in her inner sleep you know
0: oh completely yeah it was it was you know, it was interesting to see Georges. We've been saying this, I think, for the past two weeks. One of our, or many of our Mary's actually commented, they're like, eh, I get Georges, but I also don't get why everybody's praising it. Look at her face. And, you know, ever since those comments, I was like, you're right, you're absolutely right. And whether she had lost gas or not, like, the line that they showed of George's is when she said, like a damn sociopath, she was, she either didn't know the line or was giving nothing. And, like, what a line to give something on in the face mm-hmm. and not a movement. And like I said earlier in this uh, podcast, I, I really enjoyed George's, uh, George's moving in this look. It was really great. I loved all her movements, but there was nothing in the face. And then she did air guitar.
1: Listen, I didn't even want to... I wasn't even going to put that on her bill at this point, <laughs> but...
0: Put it on her bill, Mary. Put
1: it on her bill. <laughs> then you did Eric Guitar in a leather jacket. Then you did Eric Guitar dressed as Ricky Rendazzo at her son's wedding. <laughs> I mean, and you come said, on. give me the beat, boys. Again, <laughs> yeah, you said, give me the beat, boys. And you expected your soul to be freed. I just did not like it. Um, but uh... I also kind of knew before this lip sync started that Daya was going to win. And you know, you got to give it to her. She did do the lip sync the best of what we saw.
0: And if she yeah, did, not lost win, Deja completely. Deja was so lost in this lip sync. Deja.
1: Yeah. Those skies yeah. were cloudy.
0: But mm. if Daya didn't win, then
1: we would not get the hand in hand nature of Deja and Georgia's being eliminated. I mean, we've seen Queens get eliminated together, you know, in the past. And it's usually a, a much more, shocking or dramatic moment or you know much more disappointing. And I just I, I can't think of two better people this season to be eliminated together than these two. I and it's because Deja just immediately went into just like principal sky on stage. I just loved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was. she just wanted I mean throughout untucked throughout the episode it was just like oh i don't want to go up against my friend i don't want, it, it was so sweet and it was it was a wonderful narrative that they pulled together to make us accept that these two queens went home and went home at the same time you worry that like there would be fan backlash for a queen like george's going home and i feel like by delaying queen's going home for so long and also kind of having a kind exit It worked. You know, it really worked out. And I have more to say about that in nuance, but uh, I thought that uh, this was a, a wonderful way to send off these two queens. And I, you know... Goodbye to us. I'll see you at the buffet.
1: Yeah, goodbye to us. No, I'll say this. You know, much has been said about George's face not being expressive. But when they are back in the workroom talking to the camera, looking like my dream lesbian couple. I mean, just such a gorgeous couple of ladies standing there together. Such chemistry. Mm. And Deja is saying, you know, I always say, Syrah, sirrah. And Georges has this, like, big nodding smile while Deja is saying that. Like, looking, <laughs> looking up at, at Deja. I don't know if you watch the Oscars, but when... Uh, Troy Kotzer won did. for Best Supporting Actor. So when Yoo Jung Yoon was standing there holding his Oscar, like watching him accept it, like just with admiration in her eyes, I felt like um, that was George's watching Deja speak. And it just, it was like, oh, there's my favorite teacher. It was so sweet. Um, and obviously this is my BSA of the week is Deja and George's exiting the educational seminar together. And George's prompting Deja's exit line of,
0: and... <laughs> So, yeah, oh, the and was fantastic. Is, Mary, is it, is it a tie then between Georges and Deja being the BSAs this week? Or is it, it just is. this moment for you?
1: Okay. It, it's right. this moment, but they both have it because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have this moment without both of them. And so Georges and Deja exi- exiting together is, is mm. my collective BSA. Uh,
0: I love it. Do you have any, like, just hot off the presses, hot take predictions for next week i
1: mean you know it, i said at the beginning i thought it was kind of like oh you know die is going home next but to your point i think there could be a shock and a goop and a surprise i um i feel like i if it is i would not be i could see it being bosco i just i almost feels at this point that like in some ways like willow and angie just kind of get like they're not getting any wins, but they just keep getting pushed to the top safe zone. And it, at this point, I'm like, they've just been ushered to the finale for most mm. of the season mm. to their own doing. But like, it, it would feel so out of place to suddenly see one of them have to go home.
0: You know, I think it's going to be Daya. I'm just gonna, that's my hot take. I'm just like, well, I think she's ready to go. Um, And I that's think, biased, but yeah,
1: I mean, I think that if you know, uh, Daya does go to the finale. I do feel like in a way it sort of feels like even though she's done well in this competition, there's this feeling that I just I feel like she's going to be the automatic fourth place. So I don't know what's worse, you know?
0: Well, you know, I said the same thing about Candy Muse and
1: Candy Muse came in second. Totally. And, and that reminds me it's a lip sync smackdown at the end. So you really can't say automatic fourth place when it really depends on like, We've seen them all lip sync. We know they all have. Well, we know that Willow and even Bosco and even Daya have limitations when it comes to lip syncs. So this all could come back around to Miss Angie,
0: mm, Ms. which Angie. I would
1: not be upset about at all.
0: Yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. I love Angeria. Uh, well, I think we should leave our episode there and shoe on over to nuance. Mary, what do you say?
1: Yeah, I got a tinkle. So I love that idea.
0: Okay. Well, Mary's, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on the roast of Ross Matthews, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Pod, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary, or email us at AlrightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also and
1: you can hear even more of me and my other two podcasts in the details a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast a celebration of best supporting actresses or you could find me on instagram at colin trucker underscore and you can get more of us including nuance the Ari mary after show where we continue to the discussion on season 14 even probably some drag race españa which we're also covering currently on patreon And you can get access to back episodes talking about season three, season eight, Project Runway, Next Top Model, Center Stage, and so much more at patreon.com slash all right, Mary.
0: All right, Mary, our last chance lip sync this week in honor of the lip sync, but also the fact that two people went home. There is a version of Good For You mashed up with Misery Business by Paramore. Uh, Many people that were paying attention to this song when it came out, uh, Olivia Rodrigo and her kind of representation actually gave money to Paramore because the song is so similar. The two songs are so similar um, that it can't be denied that the likeness was kind of lifted. So uh, this is a mashup by Adam Music, and I think it's the best mashup of the of this these two songs put together. And I would love to see two queens do a duet, one being the Paramore and one being the Olivia part of it. And it would be fabulous. So this is Good For You, Misery Business, mashup by Adam Eason. Well, good for you.
1: And, uh, top teams. you really up, girl and it only took a couple weeks.
0: Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world I waited a long months. she finally said it